0: Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. What's up, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of the show. As always, it's a pleasure to have you listening to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast, and I'm excited to bring you today's episode on how we can be busting through muscle-building plateaus because, believe it or not, although on this podcast and probably most of the podcasts that you listen to in regards to health and fitness, the topic tends to be around fat loss and weight loss, but believe it or not, there are people out there, including myself, that want to build muscle mass, and just the same as fat loss, you're going to reach a a point in time where you hit a plateau, okay? We need to know what to do once we reach that plateau to keep things moving along um, and seeing progress, because in in the end of the day, that is why we do this, that's why we embark on any health and fitness journey, is to see progress, is to go from point A to point B and to improve over time, Um, And as I said, just like fat loss, we'll reach a point in time where we hit a plateau and that's where it becomes super important that we have an understanding of our nutrition. We have an understanding of our training philosophies and the structure of our training. We have an understanding of our recovery processes and these are all measurable things so that when something works, we know why it did work. And when something doesn't work, we know how we can manipulate things and change things to make sure that we get back on on, uh, on, progress. on track and and see our progress again. Now, I will mention that um I have a little best mate here, Russ, uh, my puppy, who scratches around, does a bit of backup singing as well, um, and will probably run around at some point and maybe even chew something. So if you hear that, um that's that's what's going on there. But he he loves to be the center of attention, so he may uh, join in as a guest on today's show at some point. But Look, guys, when it comes to building muscle mass, I think we need to keep things super simple. That's what I'm a big fan of in anything to do with health and fitness is to not overcomplicate anything. Um, So the first thing is first, and I've done episodes on how to build muscle mass on this show, which you can go back and tune into, but just to really kind of cover the basic things before we get stuck into how to bust through a plateau... We obviously need to be in a calorie surplus so we need to be taking in more energy than we're burning the opposite of a fat loss phase so we want to be eating slightly above our maintenance calorie intake um i try not to go too high above maintenance otherwise you end up kind of just gaining a lot of unnecessary fat which makes it a lot harder to do a fat loss phase um once you reach that point we want to make sure our protein is set um when you're in a surplus it it probably doesn't need to be as high as when you're in a calorie deficit um in saying that I keep mine pretty consistent the whole way through. So for me, it's just a minimum of 2 grams of protein per kilo of body weight. The ratio of carbohydrates and fats um, in a surplus or a deficit for that matter um, is usually not um, not of a huge importance in my opinion, um, especially you know, if you're not trying to get on stage as a bodybuilder or anything like that. Um, So the calorie intake, the protein minimum is super important um, when we come to nutrition. And then the other thing when it comes to gaining muscle mass is that although you're eating in a calorie surplus, it doesn't turn into a competition of how much shit you can possibly eat to reach your calorie intake. Um, That's a mistake that I see a lot of people making is that they they kind of move away from eating calorie you know nutrient dense um, and and whole foods for their calories and they start eating just a bunch of shit just to make up the calorie intake. Now I know that it might be a little bit easier. It's a lot lazier, but it's not going to give you the best results. You still want to be fueling your body for performance and recovery, um, and to function at, at its best best level as well. Um, he's already started down here. Settle down, mate. Chill out. You're burning too much energy. You're not going to gain any muscle mass doing that. Um, so, where were we? So, nutrition, that's the first thing. Um, it's calorie surplus, very consistent with that, just as you would be with a calorie deficit. And it doesn't need to be a huge surplus, okay? Otherwise, you will be gaining unnecessary fat. The second thing is that we need to structure our training in a way that we are targeting each muscle group at least twice per week, okay? We are overloading in our big lifts in particular, um, where where uh, We're following a split that allows us to be consistent with our training program. You know, if you know you can only get to the gym four times, don't try and follow a six-day training program. It's not rocket science. Um, we have supplements in there as well, which I'm going to touch on today, um, and how, how they can help us bust through plateaus as well. Um, and then recovery. I mean, we don't grow in the gym. We grow out of it. Um, We grow when we're sleeping, we grow from our nutrition, from our hydration, from the recovery methods we're using, um, whatever they may be, and people use a range of different things to to try and recover between sessions, including myself. Um, But these are all factors that come into play. So what do we do once we do reach a plateau with our muscle building? Um, And before I go on, um, I do want to just touch on again the fact, hey, stop it. I want to touch on the fact that, um, sorry, he he knows he knows every single time, Russ is his name, he knows every single time that he needs to shut up, and that's when he does the exact opposite. Um, but when it comes to building muscle mass, I think people get super lazy. They think, oh, I don't need to lose fat now, I can probably gain a little bit of body fat percentage, and you should be when you're in a, in a set calorie surplus trying to gain size, but that doesn't mean you can just fuck around <laughs> and train like shit, eat whatever you want, Um, Be super inconsistent and forget all the principles that you used when you're trying to maintain a healthy physique and and be at the best performance and the best possible health. That doesn't all just go out the window, but for a lot of people, it does. Okay, so once we hit a plateau, we want to look at a few things. Assuming that we're consistent with our nutrition, our training, and our recovery and whatnot, how first things first is increase your calorie intake. All right, that's that's uh, it's it's not a it's not rocket science, but a small increase, usually 100 to 200 calories increase from where you currently are. Um, and then we kind of rinse and repeat. We see whether that increases our training performance. We see whether that gets the weight climbing again. And, you know, I get a lot of people contacting me, especially those that find it hard to, to gain muscle mass, Contact me saying that, you know, I'm already eating a lot of calories. Um, what do I do if, if my calorie intake is already high and I reach a plateau? Well, you increase it. I mean it may not be what you want to do but to, to you know we need to put our bodies in a position to change and to change i need to do something that i haven't done before and you need to give your body reason to change so if you're plateauing if your metabolism is doing that well and you're at a high calorie intake and you're just not gaining weight or you may be losing weight then you need to eat more it's as simple as that it doesn't matter how many calories you're already eating at, at one point i was eating um, at some at one point in time when i was training Um, kind of flat out for basketball and just doing a lot of energy expenditure, I was taking in 6,000 calories a day. And that's no word of a lie. And that was a full-time job. That fucking felt like a full-time job. If I hadn't have had my first meal by 7 o'clock in the morning, then there was no chance I was going to finish my calories by the Uh, end of the day. Um, So that's the first thing. And and you just can't be lazy about it. You've just got to do what needs to be done. If you're not eating enough food and you're still wondering why you aren't gaining muscle mass, then you're just not willing to put in the effort. And it's the same when it comes to fat loss. You know, those that aren't willing to stick to a calorie deficit or aren't willing to train hard enough, you just need to be eating more. That's the first thing. And if we get to a point where you just honestly feel like you're eating more than enough food, um, you feel like your strength is hitting a plateau and you're just not building muscle mass and maybe you're starting to put on a bit of body fat, that's when we look at other factors, okay? So nutrition's the first one. The same as fat loss. If you're not taking care of your nutrition, your calorie intake, the most simple, the most basic, but most important factor of fat loss and muscle gain, then you can't be asking questions about all the other shit, okay? So we take care of that first before we think about anything else. Now, assuming that you're in a calorie surplus, you feel like you hit a plateau, your training performance has dropped off, um, and and you're just not seeing any progress, we look at the training program. So how many times are you hitting each muscle group per week? It should be twice um, minimum, in my opinion. How many days are you doing? Okay, Maybe you can be adding in another day. Maybe you can be splitting up your training volume into more frequency. Okay, Instead of doing four days and training each muscle group twice and having to go in and do a shitload of volume, maybe we split that into five days. Or if we can, maybe we split into six days and we do push-pull legs, push-pull legs, whatever the split may be. But we want to increase the frequency, but reduce the volume of each session to allow us to lift heavier. So what I mean by that is if I'm training, let's say upper body and lower body, twice per week and I go in and I'm still trying to get in my you know, X amount of sets for upper body push and upper body pull and certain muscle groups, if I'm doing an absolute shitload of volume in the one session, by the time I get about halfway through the session, the, the quality is going to drop off. The weight I'm lifting is not going to be as heavy. The quality of the sets is going to be significantly lower than what it, than what it could be if I split my sessions up, increase the frequency of my sessions, meaning there's more sessions for the week and there's less volume in each session. Because if I go in um, to a session, I want to break it down even further to to make sure I get my point across. If I go into the gym today and I do twenty five sets of chest, okay, something ridiculous, like a lot of volume of chest, compared to doing that over two sessions. Say twenty four sets because I'm shit at math and I don't want to make it hard for myself. Twenty four sets, right? And I split that over two sessions instead of doing one session of twenty four sets, I do it over two. And do two and do two set two sessions. Sorry, of twelve sets, the quality of those sets is going to be much higher. Okay, over the span of a week than it would be in that one session. By the time I get to the remaining sets or the the sets at the end of the session, if that makes sense. So, quality over quantity is is a huge one here, and it's something that can't be overlooked. All right. So, looking at your training, there's a number of factors we can start to to take into account. Are we? Are we putting in enough effort? Are we actually progressively overloading? You know, more reps, more weight, more sets over time. Have we been doing just the same exercises to the point where we're not enjoying them anymore or the body's kind of getting used to it? And by no means do you need to be tricking the body or anything ridiculous like that. But what you do need to be doing is giving your body reason to change by overloading in certain movements. You don't have to do particular exercises you need to be doing certain movements over time um, to make sure that we see see results and we see progress. And that's a big one. Another thing we can look at with the training, and this kind of goes on from that the, the topic of quality over quantity, is are you executing every single rep, every single set, every single session to the best of your ability? Now, a guest that I've had on the show here, Austin Current. Um, He's been on the show a couple of times. He's talked about how important execution is and guys like Ben Pekulski, who I would love to get on the show at some point, really put a big emphasis on executing every rep perfectly, really trying to connect. The the, the mind-muscle connection becomes so important and making sure that we're thinking about the muscle we're trying to target, not just moving the weight from A to B because it does make a difference, believe it or not. If you're just going in and pushing the weight, not thinking about it compared to really going in and just every single rep getting the absolute most out of that muscle group, you'd be very surprised at the significant change you can make in your body if you do that. And I've spoken about this before. And I find myself getting lazy with it sometimes too. So I need to constantly remind myself of really trying to make the absolute most out of every set, every rep think about the targeted muscle that I'm working, thinking about the movement that I'm doing, thinking about initiating the rep in the right way and thinking of certain cues, which I've spoken about on the podcast as well. But this makes all of the difference, okay? So when it comes to training, overload is the key. We need to make sure we are progressively overloading. We need to make sure we're focusing on quality over quantity. We may need to, to change our split up a little bit and focus on frequency um, of training instead of overall volume. I mean, the volume is still super important for the span of the week. And what I mean by volume is how many kind of working sets you are doing for the week and they need to be of high quality as well. But these are important factors, but if the quality of these sets are shit, then you need to look at changing your frequency or increasing your frequency a little bit um and maybe even changing your split up to make it enjoyable because you know i talk about this all the time the enjoyment of your training the enjoyment of your nutrition the enjoyment of the process is super important so if you're not enjoying the process if you're not enjoying your training if you're not enjoying your nutrition and and you're not looking forward to going into the gym then it's time for a change a change can be as good as a holiday okay so Look at a way you can make your, your journey enjoyable because that's the best way to be sustainable. That's the best way to get the absolute most out of yourself every single day, particularly on the day where you just can't be fucked. And that happens to a lot of us quite often. I'm not going to lie. It happens to me all the time. And when I find myself feeling that way and, you know quite often, then I'll start to change up my training split. I'll make a change in some way or another in a way that still allows me to overload, that still allows me to progress, but makes it a little bit more enjoyable. Okay, that's a really big one. Now, the next thing I want to talk about is your supplements. Now, as the the name would suggest, it's there to supplement your diet and your training. So, as long as those first two steps are taken care of, then we can look at our supplements. For me, I'm a, a big uh, big user of creatine monohydrate. Um, I love using uh, some form of whey protein, uh, whey protein isolate or hydrolyzed whey protein Um just to help me get my protein intake for the day because I don't always get it just from my food. So I'm having a post-workout shake um, purely just for convenience. I'm also using a scoop of protein in like a smoothie or whatever it may be. Maybe I'll add it to my oats. These are two supplements that I use religiously. Um, I think with creatine monohydrate, uh, for those that haven't used it before, it can really help with increasing your strength and size um, and lifting a bit more. Um, and increasing your power output, which is fantastic, it will make a slight change to the scales if you are weighing yourself because your body will hold on to more water. Keep in mind you want to be you want to be drinking a shitload of water while you're using creatine monohydrate to drive it into the muscle cells. Um, and don't think that it's a bad thing that your body's holding on to water because if it's holding it in the right spots, and you will look a lot fuller. As I said, training performance will increase. Um, but don't be don't shit yourself if you look at the scales and it's and it's bumped up a little bit. It's not a bad thing. In terms of when to use the creatine, um, for me, I just use it every single morning, five grams every single time. Um, I just keep it super consistent. I have it in the morning just so I don't forget. Another supplement I use, and, and on the topic of the protein and the creatine, and I use a number of other supplements as well. Um, you know, I do use using amino acids. It's just something that I've kept in my supplement regime for a fairly long time. Um, uh, I find it to be quite beneficial and if you guys want to use the same subs that I'm using, um, as we've talked about in the show previously, uh, I'm fortunate enough to be teamed up with EHP Labs and a bonus of that for you guys is that you get a pretty big discount um, by going in, uh, using any any buying any product, sorry, on the Australian site, which I'll have a link to in the show notes. If you use the code DJK10, um, you will get a discount on any supplements at any point in time when you decide to purchase those. So if there's flavors or there's products in there that you like, then please do go ahead um, and use that code. I want to help you guys out. I want to make sure you guys are using the highest quality supplements that you can be, um, getting the best flavors and using the same things that I'm using and taking something away from the podcast. As I talk about all the time, I don't do this podcast because I like the sound of my own voice. I, I genuinely have never listened to one single episode of mine ever because i don't like the sound of my own voice but i do this these podcasts i do these episodes to make sure that you guys can get some value to make sure that you can listen to each episode and take away some form of value and that's that's my goal with every single episode is to to provide value and actionable content not just for you to listen to me talk and blah 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 and, and talk shit for 20 30 minutes 40 minutes an hour whatever it is it's for, for you guys to be able to take something away so i think you know, being able to get cheaper supplements over higher quality is a is a benefit for you guys. Um, outside of those supplements, what else do I use? Um, I use Life Cycle Mushroom Extracts. Um, I think they're fantastic. That's probably more for a cognitive enhancement, in my opinion, um, particularly for me anyway. Uh, particularly things like Lion's Mane, um, the Cordyceps is fantastic. Uh, for energy levels as well. Um, so I will have the the link to... You can get a discount with those guys as well. Um, it's a, a small discount in the show notes. You can jump on board there. If you haven't tried them before, they're pretty awesome. We've actually done an episode. I've done an episode with Julian, the founder of Cycle. if you want to check it out and get a bit of a better understanding about what the mushroom extracts do. Uh, I also use a magnesium oil spray. Um, I find this to be super beneficial for sleep quality, muscle recovery, the whole deal. Um, And then the last thing that I use is just a multivitamin. Um, I don't always have them, uh, to be perfectly honest. I do run out and sometimes just forget to go and get more of them. But that's a supplement that I try and keep as a staple in my diet in case I'm not getting it from my food, Um, all the minerals and vitamins and stuff that are essential for us to, to maintain our ideal health. So... These are some, some supplements that we can be adding in to help bust through the plateau. So once the training and the nutrition is taken care of, so you should be starting to notice a bit of a trend here. It's not super difficult. It's not rocket science. It's nothing crazy, okay? This, the next thing I, I shouldn't need to mention, but I feel like I do, is hydration. You should, be, you should be hydrating. You should be drinking a lot of water. And for everyone that I talk to, all I say is just drink more than what you're drinking now. I need to do the same thing as well, okay? Drink more than what you're drinking now Um, and and just get in plenty of water and hydrate. Remember, our muscles are made up of at least 70% water. So being hydrated is going to only be of benefit to us in terms of energy levels, mood, recovery, performance, quality, you know, our skin, um, everything. It's just going to, your contraction of your muscles when you're training, the pump you get when you're training, all this type of stuff, hydration plays a massive role in it. Now, another really important factor Um, of muscle growth obviously when it comes to our physiological changes is taking deloads when necessary okay so when we feel like our training quality is dropping off a little bit we feel like we're getting a few niggles we're not as motivated um, not sleeping as well maybe a little bit hungry a bit more hungry than usual or maybe we're losing our appetite Um, these can all be signs of you know training too much and overtraining so a training deload very simple um, how we can implement that we can either reduce the intensity of our session, so reduce the overall uh, weight that we're using for the week and just kind of take it nice and light, or we can keep the intensity the same but reduce the amount of sets, the amount of volume that we're doing. So maybe usually you lift 100 kilos for three sets of 10. Uh, maybe this week you do two sets of 10 at 100 kilos. Or on the other hand, you reduce the intensity completely and you do your three sets of 10 but only at you know 50 to 60 kilos instead of 100 Training deloads can be a fantastic way to make sure we keep our bodies in the best shape possible. They can make sure that they keep our motivation levels level super high um, and it, it's also going to go a long way for keeping you in the gym and injury free, okay, and giving your your body a chance to grow properly because if a constant is pounding our body, you think of an Olympic athlete, they completely periodize their training to reach a peak, okay, they're constantly listening to their body and same in any professional sport and we're no different. We need to make sure we are giving our body uh, the best chance to, to stay injury-free, to produce the best output possible, to keep our motivation levels super high um, and to take care of our muscles and make sure that we're giving ourselves the best chance to overload over time and it's very hard to do that if you're just going 100 miles an hour um, all the time, okay? So take it easy um, at some point in time. Um, I, always, I often... Found that super hard to get my head around. I always thought that I needed to go 100 miles an hour all the time. Otherwise, I was kind of being lazy or selling myself short. But I've seen significant progress and changes in my body um, as I've gotten older and as I've understood the importance of deloads. And that could be something that I think a lot of people can benefit from because it's not a mistake, but it's something that I see people not have a good enough understanding of and don't put enough importance on. So training deloads are a massive one as well. Now, just one last thing on the training side of things and something that can really help us busting through a muscle-gaining plateau is adding in some intensity techniques once we've taken care of our progressive overload. So say, you know, for me, I usually use some exercises as a bit of a benchmark for what I want to overload on. So it's my big lifts. It's, you know, things like pull-ups and squats and deadlifts, overhead presses, bench press, all that type of stuff. Our main compound movements, which you guys have probably already know what they are. Um, and if you don't, again, there's there's episodes in the Fitness and Lifestyle podcast where you can go back and suss them out. But intensity techniques towards the end of the set, towards the end of the session, sorry. So more so with isolation um, exercises, okay? Like maybe our accessory movements for arms or legs or whatever it may be or even things like leg press and stuff, adding in drop sets, adding in sets where we're going, doing rest-pause sets, going to failure, doing these types of things. Once we're focused on our overload movements, just to really kind of Increase that muscle breakdown and kind of give our body a reason to change. I think these can be super beneficial and it makes training fun. It makes the intensity nice and high. It gives you a bit of a, a stimulation um, with our training and something different. So we're not always just doing the same stuff over and over again. And that can be that can only be a benefit. I think, in my opinion, and um, it's it's something that I've done over time, which has helped me continue to build muscle as well. And um, I've I've really enjoyed throwing things like that into my training. I, I do it as often as I can, even in like the daily workouts. Uh, program that I offer as part of my coaching. I, I try and throw those in there every now and then to keep it interesting and and to keep people guessing and and, and just to to give the body a reason to change. Again, um, it all just comes down to making sure we're providing a stimulus that makes that gives the body a reason to change. Otherwise, it won't. Okay. Now, lastly, I did want to mention just a couple of things. Um, I guess I, not some don'ts, but a few things that people kind of I guess are wasting their time on, and that is. Constantly going in and just doing different shit every session. I put things, uh, something up on my Instagram story about this last week and I've touched a little bit on it today, but you don't need to shock the body. You don't need to go in and do something different every single time. Accessory and isolation movements, I'm fine if you want to go in and do something different each time and keep some variety in there, but your your compound movements, your benchmark, benchmark lifts need to stay same or similar for a certain period of time to actually see progress before you change them up. Now, keep in mind, I've talked about how the importance of movements and not exercises is something you should be thinking about, but stick to one program long enough. Be patient. Far too many people don't have enough patience. They just don't don't give the program time to work. They don't give the process time to work. They don't allow time to see muscle growth. Now, in the day and age of social media, um, fuck, I sounded super old saying that, I'm not even old, I'm not old, but it just sounded weird saying that. But with social media we often see people that we aspire to look like and, and more often than not, let's be honest, they're gonna be people that are, you know, super shredded or lean or whatever. So we think that we constantly need to be in a calorie deficit. So we're trying to lose we're trying to gain muscle mass, but we're not eating accordingly with our goals. Or we we go in a muscle gaining phase for a very short period of time and then try and cut again. We try and go a calorie deficit and lose fat. Now, all you're doing there is spinning the wheels. You're damaging your metabolism. You're not giving yourself time to grow. And for those that are listening at the moment that are, are, are younger, I would recommend staying in a calorie surplus, a slight calorie surplus or at least maintenance for a long time, for an extended period of time. Give your body a, a chance to grow when it's at its best opportunity to grow while, you, while you're while you developing, while you're learning how to lift properly, while you have super uh, um, uh, high testosterone levels for all the guys listening and, and while you are, you know, like, What am I trying to say? I mean, I I made that mistake. I made the mistake of constantly trying to get lean when I should have been focusing on building muscle mass and building a foundation and giving it time and not just doing it over short periods of time, like literally being patient. And that's one thing that it applies for most areas of health and fitness. People are not patient enough. So if you want to see results, you need to be patient, Um, particularly with muscle gaining It takes a long time. In my opinion, it's fucking harder than losing body fat. Losing body fat's simple. It's easy. I mean, it's so easy. Gaining muscle mass is hard. It takes time. You need to be patient. You need to work your ass off. This is the time where you need to invest. This is where you need to be putting time into your body. You need to be investing and and leveling up so that when you do lose, lose body fat, you have something to show for it. Okay, so think of it like that. This is your time to put in the work. This is your time to invest so that when it comes time to lose body fat, you've got some progress to show for it, okay? So I'm hoping that today's episode has been able to help you in some way or another. Um, Please do let me know if you think it has helped you in some way. If it has, um, you know, take a screenshot of today's show, post it up on Instagram story. We got some really good feedback from last week's episode. and and I love that. I love knowing that it's helping people, and I love hearing from you guys that are tuning into the show. So, um, thank you so much for for tuning in. As I've said during the show today, if um you know if you want to try out some of EHP Labs supplements, you can use that discount code. Same with the Life Cycle um, Mushroom Extracts. It's something that I want you guys to all give a try. It's been awesome for me, and I'm looking to do a bit more with these guys coming um, into two, 2021 as well. Um, but guys, get out there, build some muscle mass, uh, be patient, train hard, um, eat a lot, sleep a lot, take care of recovery, drink a lot of water, uh, and just be patient and make sure you're tracking these things. Make sure this is measurable progress so then, when you do reach a plateau, you know what to do to, to keep things moving in the right direction. So thanks so much for tuning in. Look forward to chatting to you again in next week's episode, guys, and I hope you have a fantastic day.